Hello and welcome back to Low Definition, the world's most educational game show podcast. But you might not like what you learn. I'm your host, Steve Lutz, and uh, there are a bunch of other people here too. They are the players. And the fact that most of them have been on the show multiple times proves that they've learned nothing. At least our first player has only been here twice before, though that does still put her firmly into shame-on-her territory. Welcome back, Liz Miles. Thank you so much for having me back. What did I sign up for? uh, You know what you signed up for. You've been here before. So you claim. And then there's Brian Hamilton, who has played this game so many times, I'm starting to think he just stays on Skype between episodes (laughs) waiting for us to come back to him. We're back, Brian. Please do not look at the other 500 words I've sent you in the past three months, Steve. Mm, It's all there in the chat history. You can't run from it. No! (laughs) Our next player tied for the win last game, which, I don't know, I guess makes him half champion. Let's see if this is the day Monty Ashley finally becomes a whole (laughs) champion. Hi, Monty. Hi, Steve. Hello. Our, uh, your your co-winner from the last game couldn't make it today, and he was going for the three-peat. It's very sad. Is it? Not really. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Uh, let's see. Who's up next? Oh, yes. Recently unearthed clay tablets inscribed in cuneiform tell us that Jason Snell also once tied for the win, though it was a long, long time ago. It was. I, I think I didn't I win one outright and tie one time, so I'm a one-and-a-half mm, times the champion. I think that was a different show that you actually I, nope, won I think it's right legally on. distinct, yet the same. I don't know. That was in the zero point days. Mm-hmm. So I, well, all right. Well, we'll have a debate later as to whether or not we count those episodes. People love it when we debate ties. I'm looking forward yes, to that. Yes, they do. <laughs> Next up, from a mysterious and, I suspect, made-up land, somewhere on the other side of the globe, please welcome fresh meat, Andrzej Tomic. Greetings, Andrzej. <laughs> Fresh meat. That, mm-hmm. that sounded welcoming. Does that translate to Slovenian? I'm sorry. Maybe that's maybe that means something awful in your name. Oh yeah, tongue. I don't know. You you keep making stuff up about Slovenia on this show. <clears throat> have we done? The, I guess we have the done fake that. The fake proverb. Past, we? The fake proverb. I'm basically yeah. just here to make sure that never happens again. Yeah, don't take <laughs> us seriously. We're idiots. <laughs> And speaking of fresh haggis from just down the street from Liz Miles, here comes James Thompson. Welcome aboard, James. Oh, I'm so glad to be here is what I would say if it were true. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Honestly, I appreciate that. So those are our players. Those contestants were introduced in order of play as determined by random.org. Bok, 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 Random.org. Here's how we play low definition in each round. That's chicken outreach, by the way. Are we pretending that didn't happen or what? That's for all of our That's for all of our Lockenvelder listeners. I'm confused. Here's how we play this game. In each round, I will give you a word. Your job is to carefully but boldly craft a definition for that word. If you think you already know what the word means, send me that. If you're right, you will immediately get three points. If you don't know the real meaning, send me a fake definition that you think will fool the other players. Once all of your answers are in, I will mix them up along with the real definition and read them to you. Then you'll each get a chance to guess which one is correct. You get two points for successfully finding the real definition. On top of that, you'll get one point for each other player you fool with your fake definition. We play to 18 for some dumb reason. Uh, Anyone whose score reaches or exceeds that number wins the game. 
Ties are allowed, but what a hollow and unsatisfying experience <laughs> that is. I disagree. As opposed to... There is one last little rule. Uh, if none of you guesses the correct definition of a word, I will punish you by taking five points for my very own. That means that if you blow it four times, I win the game, and the rest of you will go to the box and feel shame. That's all there is to it. Everybody got that? I think so. Eh, I don't I'm care. St- I'm still on the chicken sound. Like I... Yeah. <laughs> So, as is our tradition here, we're going to start with round one. Round one. <laughs> and the word for round one is... Zarp. 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 That's spelled Z-A-R-P. I'm sad Zarp. I don't know what that word is, because that sounds quite good. Could be Z-A-R-P. For It could. I thought about that. <laughs> Z-A-R-P. Z-A-R-P in Cincinnati. So, please send me your definitions for the word ZARP Hmm. now. Hmm. And just a reminder, make Hmm. sure you're sending them just to me. Yeah, I found out where my other definitions were that I sent to you, sir. Good. They're all there. I could just steal one. You could. Hmm. (laughs) It might actually be a better way to go. Hmm. All right, all of the definitions are in for the round one word, which was ZARP. I'm going to read the definitions, the fakes and the real one, and uh, then you'll each get a chance to decide which one is real. So, ZARP. An embarrassing event or behavior. The lowest rating a beehive can get when rating it for honey production. The sound that spaceships don't make when they fire their engines in a vacuum. <laughs> Limestone from Costa Rica. A South African policeman. The vertical markings on a puffin's beak. Or a liqueur made from almonds and cherries. Those are your available choices for the word ZARP. And first to get to guess amongst them is Liz Miles. Hello. Um, Hello. I'm going to go for... I kind of want the liqueur one because that sounds nummer and I quite like a liqueur just now. But that seems like a poor reason to choose it. Mm. Um, So I'm going to go for the first one because that sounds like a real thing. And some of them, well, to be fair, all of them sound very suspicious. But that (laughs) one sounded very sort of normal. So therefore, I mean, obviously, it's just going to be right wrong. Yeah, the first one, the the embarrassing things one. All right. An embarrassing event or behavior for Liz. Brian. As my favorite movie and objective best movie ever, Chappie, has taught me, (laughs) South African policeman is definitely a ZARP. Okay. Oh. Monty. I believe it is the markings on a puffin's something. Whatever the beak. markings. Beak. The markings on a puffin's beak. All righty then. digitally obscured to create porgs. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to Jason. I uh, was going to pick the South African policeman, and I think I still am. 
However, having recently <laughs> listened to an old episode of Low Definition, I know that Brian sometimes enjoys talking up his own answer and then getting mm. other people to pick <gasps> it. All he I'll, sounded awfully cheerful about that he, choice, too. He did. He? he did. But ironically, that's the only reason I wouldn't pick this one is because mm. Brian picked it. So I guess I'm in Brian's head or Brian's in my head or both of us lost our heads. I don't know what is going on, but I'm going to pick a South African policeman. All right. Two for the South African policeman. Next up is Anjay. Oh, I was going for the policeman, but now Jason kind of messed with oh me. My God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, the but then bluff. he picked it anyway, which is, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, this is like a spy game now. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. I was so happy with Mo's. the policeman. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going for the policeman. Like, we're oh, going to make somebody really happy or we're just, yeah. Because I was that sad on that, and then Brian's cheerfulness, and then, you know. My the, suspicion, the, yeah. I, yeah. Why is suspicion. me being cheerful such a bad thing, y'all? I'm having a good time. I'm playing a game with my very good friends. Oh, boy. Don't do it. Oh, it's too late yeah. for Jason to change his answer. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going, I'm going for the beak then, because that sounded right. vaguely scientific, and then a zarp. Yeah, the, the lines on the beak, on the bird. And we're okay. doing the, ch- the chicken impression. It's all coming together, yeah. Are you ah. sure? Yes, yes. All right, final answer. <laughs> so once yeah. the next person goes, you 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 can't back out. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Take your hand off the, the chest piece. Uh, you can't change it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that leaves James. Well, the, the, the South African policeman sounds plausible because hmm. of the ZA at the start, but then that's too obvious. So I don't think it's <laughs> that. The spaceships, I like the sound of it, but I think that's Jason. I think you like the uh, sound that it doesn't make, is what you mean. Yes. Um, so I'm going to go for the limestone because nobody else has gone for that. And it sounds plausible enough. All right. I'm loving this gamesmanship. Well, let's see how that all worked out for y'all. Uh, we'll start with Liz, who thought that a ZARP was an embarrassing event or behavior. That was Jason's answer. So no. Zarp. <laughs> uh, James thought that Zarp was limestone from Costa Rica. That actually was Brian Hamilton's answer. <gasps> Not oh, South no, African policeman, be- y'all. Damn. Brian was just being oh. cheery. I don't know what <laughs> oh, is happening. Cheery? What's wrong with Weird. being cheery, you heartless bastard? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Brian... He and Jason both thought that Zarp was a South African policeman. And they were both correct. Two oh, points each to Brian. Come on. Oh, Sorry, Anjay. Oh, this is just... Oh, come on. That leaves Monty and Anjay, who both uh, thought that the vertical markings on a puffin's beak were Zarp. That actually were, was uh, James Thompson's answer. So two points to James for that. Yay. Yay, James. Yay. And Douglas Yay. Adams oh. submitted the definition, the sound that spaceships don't make. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so after round one, we have a two-way tie for first place. Jason and Brian each have three. James is in third with two. Nobody else has anything, but the day is young. Yeah, I have an outline of a point because I almost had an it. Out- yeah, yeah, yeah. You talked yourself out of it. Oh, come on. 
All right, let's move on to round two. Round two is a listener word. Wow. <laughs> yes, we have listeners. These actually are not chicken listeners. These were human listeners that sent these in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love I, that movie, The Chicken Listener. The Chicken Listener, yes. <laughs> you can Haunting. hear chickens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, uh, not Disney's best work, I think, but. Uh, so this uh, word was actually submitted by two listeners. Both listener Scott and listener Jill sent this one in. So you know it's a good one. And uh, so our word for round two, as provided by those two wonderful listeners, is fard. Fard. F-A-R-D. Fard. Fard. So, won't you please send in your definitions for the word fard now. I personally think that these two listeners may have sent this word in because it sounds kind of like fart. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh my think? god, you're no. right, it does sound like fart <laughs> I know, it's crazy So they've correctly identified the level of this particular show <laughs> mm, What are you saying? This is the most sophisticated game show I've ever been on It's the only game show I've ever yeah, been on Yeah, saw where that was going Alright, all of the definitions are in for the word Fard I will read them now Fard, a field used only as pasture for pigs. (laughs) A fault, the specific damage to a hardback book that has been dropped on its corner. To classify red wines by their bouquet. A white liquid discharge excreted by birds as the equivalent of urine. To apply cosmetics to the face. Or the screw that holds spark plugs in place. One of those is the definition for the word fard. And the first to get to guess which one it is, is Brian Hamilton. Hmm. Hmm. The metagamer in me really wants to think uh, white liquid discharge from birds, but I do not want to pick that because I have dignity. Uh, what <laughs> else is there? Uh, I like the pig pasture. I like uh, putting makeup on the face. Uh, <laughs> We're learning so much about Brian. <laughs> I like spark plugs. I like Those wine. All <laughs> definitions that have been read. Yes. Now, Brian, you I like you're them all. I'm playing the game, not filling out your dating profiles. <laughs> <laughs> this is Brian to a fault. Oh, hey Brian, that's also your dating a profile probably shouldn't say anything about white liquid discharge. <laughs> just a pro tip right there. Oh. <laughs> I hate you all. I'm going with the pig pasture. All right. Yeah, probably should also not be in your dating profile. You don't have to listen to me, though. Monty. I don't want to bring the tone of this show down. Oh, no, that would be awful. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure the word fardles is in the to be or not to be soliloquy in Hamlet. There's a mention of... uh, Is there any mention of James or just just fardles represented there? (laughs) Uh, uh, Something about wood fardles. Thank you for your support, whoever laughed at that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Something about wood fardles bear, which makes me think it might be a fault, but that's not exactly the same word. Huh. So, I'm going to say makeup. Okay. You say makeup. 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 Thank Remember you. Remember that? 
Poof. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe Jason can fix the tone now that Monty's dragged it down. <laughs> so about that bird poop. Uh, no. About uh, <laughs> the... Uh, there, are, there, are, there are a lot of, yeah, it's true. There, there are a lot of uh, really good definitions here, which sometimes the words, you know, there, there are no good definitions. They all seem terrible. These are all way too good. So congratulations mm. to everybody. Yay for us. You did it. Um, good job. I, uh, I have, I received a very expensive, wonderful hardback book that came from Amazon with a giant smash in the corner and it made me sad. And for that reason yeah. alone, I'm going to pick the specific damage to a hardback book dropped on its corner. Ah, uh, your book is all farted up. That's no good. <laughs> this book is half price due to fard. <laughs> and Jay. Uh, this is, yeah, Jason kind of messed me up again now. Which, he does know, that. Yeah. The, the, I, I was going, I was uh, going between the, the pig uh, pasture and, the book, but I'm going with the pig pasture because, right. you know, fart, fart, and then pigs kind of makes sense in my head, which is, I don't know if that's a good thing, but yeah, you deviated from Brian last time and it turned out to be a huge mistake. So, oh, this is, don't, don't even just go <laughs> to the next person. Just don't okay. let me right. fail on my own. Just okay. don't know. <laughs> like, hey, Andre, yeah. we're definition buddies. No, I was approving. <laughs> yeah. All right. James. Well, I, I like the hardback book one. But I think that sounds a bit too sophisticated for the listeners of this show. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going we to We love go, our listeners. Just wanted to get that out there. Just, I'm going to go straight into the bird urine. And, <laughs> oh, no. and I think that's Steer where I'm hard stay. into that bird urine. Because like Scrooge it, McDuck in the gold. James is yes. diving right in. <laughs> yes. No, it's white. It, it takes a long time to fill a swimming pool with that stuff. Trust me. <laughs> okay. Oh, I really don't know much about Scotland. All right, Liz. Yo. Save us. Um, I agree with Jason that all of these sound far too convincing, mm. um, which is extremely annoying. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the one with the screw or whatever, because I remember ones like that before. And I never think it's like the engineery put things together. like so one just because I don't know the names of anything to do with that. But I am drinking red wine, and that does make me want to choose the red wine one. Hmm. But I also cannot. I mean, I don't know a lot about wine, but I can't believe they choose a word like fard for bouquet. That just seems. <laughs> Does that would they? We brought in our farter, and he says this is the best smelling wine. I mean, there's pong. Oh, the nose on this fart is fantastic. uh, Yeah, I just, I just can't, I can't think of anyone saying that, or it just, it seems, it just, mm, it doesn't quite work. It's going to be really annoying if that's the right one. Um, But I think I'm going to go for the one that I found least convincing on the logic that that'll be the right one because all the others sounded better. Mm Hmm. And that which works. one is that? That's logical. Um, the makeup one. That's, the makeup one. I don't believe any of you came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what happened there. Uh, let's start with Brian and Anjay, who both thought that fard was a field used only as pasture for pigs. Oh, you started with us, damn it. Just Yeah. And uh, it's not good news. That was Liz's answer. Two points. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Thanks, Brian. <laughs> I'm just, You're I'm welcome, definition buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna like everybody's gonna get the blame. Like for nobody me. chooses my definitions ever. That was oh. great. Thank oh, you, boy. Oh. James thought that uh, fard might be a white liquid discharge excreted by birds as the equivalent of urine. Know your audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. In this case, your audience was Jason because that was his answer. Point uh, <laughs> to Jason. That's who. That's who I, I thought I, wrote it. <laughs> I will have my revenge. Speaking yeah. of Jason, Jason thought that Fard might be the specific damage to a hardback book that has been dropped on its corner. James is your new Dan. Jason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you see, oh, I will have on. my revenge. That's good. I still, I still feel bad about my book come that on. has got the thing in the corner. Yeah, I just got a book that had that done, which is why it was in my head. Stupid farts. That leaves Monty and Liz. Uh, one of them said something about fartles and Shakespeare, and uh, the other one said a whole bunch of stuff about wine. Um, both of them were right because the correct definition for fart is to apply cosmetics to the face. Mm. Wow. Liz, it was what? you bringing up Prosecco that made me write the red wine response. So thank you for that. I'm helpful. All righty then. So after two rounds, we we still have a two-way tie for first, but now it's four points each for Liz and Jason. Uh, tied for third with three points each, Brian and James. Monty's in fifth with two. Oh, Anjay still has nothing, and neither do I, but it's cool. <laughs> oh. Well, words are neat and all, but uh, let's do something a little different for round three. Let's, uh, let's play a round of what I call parting shots. Uh, in this round, I'm going to give you the name of a famous but very much expired person. Your job is to tell me what supposedly were that person's final words spoken on this earth. So I give you a name, you give me his or her last words. And uh, today our famous stiff is, or rather was, uh, a member of the royalty. Indeed, tis his royal highness, the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. What were Elvis Presley's final words? Please send me Elvis's final words now. I'm confused. Isn't Elvis supposed to be alive? Mm. Last document well, words before he went into hiding. Then on Jay, yeah. if you want to go that way, yeah. he'd be pretty. Uh, we old all know now. he's in Hong Kong with uh, Bruce Lee as a secret policeman, right? Isn't that the? I think it's like <laughs> undercover cops. It's Elvis and Bruce Lee. Yeah, right? two ninety-year-old policemen. You know, he's only, he would only be eighty-three. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh well, you know. Or I mean, he is eighty-three, right? <laughs> yeah. Wherever he is. All right, all of the answers are in. Uh, one of these phrases is uh, is were actually theoretically, or at least supposedly, Elvis Presley's final words before shuffling off this mortal coil. It's up to you to decide which. So, here they go. I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> sorry. sorry, Elvis. I'm so sorry. If I'm not out in 30 minutes, come and get me. <laughs> Please don't be listening to this, Elvis. Just a standard warning you always give. <laughs> no. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom to read. 
I'm off to that great gig in the sky. Thank you very much. (laughs) 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 Or, are there bats in the chimney? Bats, 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 bats. Oh, no. All right. Those are your options for Elvis's final words. And the first to get to guess which is which is Monty. I feel like many of these sound like somebody who is planning on dying very soon. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to say no. No. All right. Jason Snell. Um... Oh, also, no was Anakin Skywalker's last word before he turned into Darth Vader. <laughs> or was it his first word as Darth Vader? First word as Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Hey, Elvis, what's your favorite form of uh, Japanese theater? No. <laughs> Dead. Interesting. <laughs> what's happening? I thought, I thought he liked Kabuki better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say um, I'm going to the bathroom to read. All right. Sounds like him. Yeah. Sure. That's, that's the Elvis I knew. Big Reader was the king. Anjay. I'm just going to, I'm going to pick thank you very much if you say it again in the Elvis voice. Thank you very much. That's what I'm picking. All right. Good enough reason to pick it. James. Well, the the bats in the chimney one sounds more like Bruce Wayne's final words. So I'm not sure about that. I... I think it's the going to the bathroom to read one. All righty. Bats in the chimney and the silver spoon. Wait, Bruce Wayne is dead? <laughs> yeah, that are, was you not re- are you not reading the comics? <gasps> what? Oh, sorry. That's a terrible spoiler. Haven't Liz. He, he's died before, hasn't he? Um, I, I think there's too many that are about going to the bathroom. They sound as though, therefore, I assume they're all made up. I'd be really annoying if this is the one time it was going to the bathroom and that was actually a real one. Um, I'm going to go for I'm off to that great gig in the sky because you, that sounds like something people would make up that he said that was kind of like an actual thing that sounds okay as your last words if you're Elvis Presley, I guess. It's mediocre last words, Elvis, though. Mediocre. Mm, yeah, what can you do? We can't. They can't all be gems. And uh, Brian. I believe that Elvis was a learned man and a well-read man that he liked to read while on the can. Therefore, I think he went to use the bathroom and read and then died doing what he loved, reading on the toilet. <laughs> Boy, I'm picking no. go that way. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually picking uh, toilet reading. Toilet reading. Toilet reading, yeah. All right, well, let's start with that one then. Thanks, Jason, Brian. James, and Brian all thought that uh, Elvis's final statement before checking out was, I'm going to the bathroom to read. And they were absolutely correct. Those <laughs> oh, were oh. Elvis's final words, according Yay. to his fiancee. <sighs> so, uh, let's see. Monty thought that no was the final word of, of uh, Elvis. That was actually Anjay's answer. So, uh, point for you, sir. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm just so happy I got a point. <laughs> okay, sorry. 
Liz went yeah. with I'm off to that great gig in the sky, which is a weird thing to say before heading off to the bathroom, and it was <laughs> Brian's answer. <laughs> Mediocre last words, Liz. Thanks. Hey! Well, good enough the, to get at, to least, point. at least you did say something about bats in the chimney. <laughs> really, it was. Could somebody spoon. look up what Big Mama Thornton's last words were? I want to use those. <laughs> Uh, and that leaves Anjay, who thought that, thank you very much. Well, he probably didn't think that, but he just wanted to hear it again, was uh, yeah. Elvis's final statement. That was actually Monty's statement. So mm. another point to Monty. Uh, nobody went with Jason's. I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Or James's, if I'm not out in 30 minutes, come and get me. Which I quite like. <laughs> or Liz's, are there bats in the chimney? Which also is a rather odd thing to say on your way to the bathroom. But It's a euphemism. Do I need to bring yeah, the plunger? That's a Scottish thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm go to the bathroom. I've got some, I've bats, got some bats in the chimney. chimney. Hey, call, up, call up James. He'll sweep it for you. So after that delightful round, we wow, we still have a two-way tie for first. Only now it's Brian and Jason, each with six points. Uh, in a close third with five points is James. In fourth with four is Liz. Monty's got three in fifth place. Anjay is on the board with one point. Yes. I've still got nothing. You guys are too good. Nah, that can't be it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's move on to round four and see what happens there. The word for round four, yes, we're back to words, is pizzle. Pizzle. P-I-Z-Z-L-E. Pizzle. Please send me your definition for the word pizzle now. Hey, Steve. Yes, sir. When Pizzle Beetles battle, it's a Pizzle Beetle battle. <laughs> when they battle in a Bizzle, it's a Pizzle Beetle Bizzle battle. That's all I got. Thank Steve, you. any response? Uh, I'm just informing you. No, excuse me, I'm off to that great gig in the sky. <laughs> well, we'll come get you in 30 minutes. Thank you. All right, all the answers are in for round four, and I am sorry to report that we have our first entry in the sad face column. Monty Ashley came up with a correct answer. It wasn't exactly what I was going for, but it was it was accurate enough to uh, to earn him a clean three points. So. Hooray! Oh, so the word was pizzle, and uh, the remaining answers after removing Monty's are these. The wriggling movement of baby snakes. That's good. That I like that one. Well, it's not time to answer yet. <laughs> there's more. I know you think you should be satisfied with just that one great answer. Yeah, but there's more. That, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll pretend to listen to the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. Pizzle. A short whip made from the reproductive organ of a bull. A while for that to filter through. Why? <laughs> a horse, typically one of inferior quality. Less tasty equivalent of the modern horse. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't eat those. Don't eat the fizzle. A child's pinwheel toy from the 1950s. The circular mechanism inside a DVD case that holds the disc in place. Or a small firework. Those are your options for the word 
Pizzle. And uh, first chooser for round four is Jason. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. Because, well, now what we get is the, what? what is Monty, what do we think Monty knows? What does he know? <laughs> I'll and never when, talk. And when did he know it? <laughs> Signs and papers? Um, I feel like, for me, the most likely ones are... Uh, like the toy maybe because Monty knows about old stuff <laughs> and his girlfriend works at a video store so he might know about the circular mechanism inside a DVD case although is that a yeah, mechanism Monty knows about circular it's mechanisms mold, it's molded plastic is that a mechanism really I'm going to say the pinwheel oh boy alright pinwheel it is <laughs> is that a mechanism I think you ought to ask John Syracuse the next time you get together. Yeah, with mechanism him. or not. Wait, mm-hmm. is that a mechanism? That's the next round. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Anjay. Snakes. Snakes. Boy, you really snakes. you really glommed onto that snakes answer and yeah. refused to let go. Because it sounds convoluted. Like, it yeah. sounds convoluted. It probably is. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I listen, <laughs> I listen to the show, and sometimes the convoluted ones are kind of, you know, are, are the right ones. So. Yeah, no, you just I'm clamped on the... Remora-like to the side of that first answer and refused to let go. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. The man who knows what he wants. James. Oh, there's so many potentially terrible wrong answers. Um, I think they're all terrible. They've reached their potential. Um, I'm... <sighs> It's between, the, I think, the child's toy and the firework or the DVD case. Um, I'm going to go with a firework. All right. A small firework. Liz. Yeah, I'm going to go with with Jason here because it sounds, it sounds slightly old-fashioned. And I'm very suspicious of anything that rhymes with fizzle. Because that's what the firework did you, and also that bill one. No, that's not real. That had better not be real. If that's real, I I don't know what to say. That's not real. <laughs> no, I'm going to. Uh, yeah, that's. It sounds like an oldie fashioned word. It sounds like a word from the forties or something. Going to go for okay. that. In this they case, had bulls in the forties, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we ate them all in the forties. The they're new as of nineteen eighty three. Yep. <laughs> Brian. Hmm. My first thought was the firework, and then I thought, oh, that does rhyme with fizzle, which is probably a little bit too on the nose. Hey, Brian, um, who doesn't love a pinwheel? Pinwheel? <laughs> Those are my favorite. I want to be definition buddies with Jason. Uh, oh, no, boy. I'm going to pick the... Uh, hmm. Someone's got to do it. I'm going with the bulls. You're running, <laughs> oh, running, running with the bulls. <laughs> running with the bull penises. I'm putting my money where my bull is. <laughs> All right. Liz has it on good authority that that's not a real thing, so just so you know. I really, I just, I'm not going to be able, I just don't like, oh God, please don't be real. You just don't like what, Liz? I really don't like (laughs) that being a real thing. That's just weird. Would it it be more comfortable for you if there was two of them, like your other game show? Oh my goodness. (laughs) How dare you? That that was, that's suppressed. That's a suppressed memory. No cheese for you, Brian. Oh, and uh, Monty doesn't get to guess, so that's it. Um, let's see what happened there. Let us start with Anjay, who thought that Pizzle might be the wriggling movement of baby snakes. Boy, he was certain of that. Uh, that actually was Liz's answer, so... Woo! Uh. It took five years. 
<laughs> it paid off. The time you spent paid off. Um, let's see. Jason and Liz, speaking of Liz, both thought that Pizzle was a child's pinwheel toy from the 1950s. Brian was having none of it because that was his answer. Uh, so. Oh! I was I seriously considering going with it before I realized, wait, I'm just going to lose a point because I'm the last person this round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst time to try to lead people to your answer is when you guess last. Yeah. Uh, let's see. James thought that Pizzle might be a small firework. That actually was Anjay's answer, so Woo-hoo. point to Anjay. And that leaves Brian Hamilton, who thought that a Pizzle was the obviously oh fake my God. short whip <laughs> made from the reproductive <laughs> organ of a bull. <laughs> Why? <laughs> hey, guess what, Liz? That is a real thing, and that is what a pizzle is. Yes. Oh. Oh. I do not want that knowledge. Yeah. Wait, how does Monty know that? Like, what? I just so he. What was his? Like you said, he well, wasn't Monty's, exactly right. Monty went yeah. with the more general form of that word, which is just the general penis. That's, <laughs> yep. And he actually specifically went with a dog penis. Which is interesting because, and Liz, you're really going to love this, uh, Pizzles are frequently used as dog chew toys. Right. Right. This, this is so educational. I'm, I'm so glad. I told you. you this was educational. I warned you guys right up top. We're learning a lot of good things here today. Good job, Brian. Yes. Oh, good job, Brian. Indeed. Brian is in the lead with 10 points. He's way out front. This might be your game, Brian. No wonder you sound so cheerful. <laughs> uh, let's see oh well we have a tie for second with six points each Monty and Jason another tie for fourth five points each Liz and James Andre moved forward another point he's got two I still have nothing yes. what are you gonna two do points. alrighty then let's move on to round five hey round five it's another listener word wow mm. I like listener words uh, this one comes to us from listener Eric, and the word is kafard. Kafard. It's actually kafar, but it's spelled like kafard, so I'm going to say kafard, but it's it's actually pronounced kafar. It's C-A-F-A-R-D. Mulfards. <laughs> yeah. Please send me your definition for the word kafar now. Hey, everybody. It's me, Steve Lutz. You may know me from the show you're currently listening to. And I'm breaking into these so-called action to tell you about our bootleg episodes. If you enjoy our patented low-definition brand of stupid, you should know that there's much, much, much more that gets ruthlessly excised by our stalwart editor. That's where the bootleg episode comes in. The bootleg is basically the raw audio of our entire recording session. It usually comes out right after we finish recording, sometimes several weeks before the edited episode. And it comes complete with awkward pauses, naughty words, feline escape attempts, players dicking around instead of writing their answers, and all of the quote-unquote jokes that were deemed too hot for the released episode. Gee, Steve Lutz, you're saying, that sounds like the sort of audio extravaganza my ears have been waiting for their entire lives. How do I get it? It's super easy. Just become an incomparable member. For as little as five bucks a month, you get access to all of our bootleg episodes, going back to, I think, episode four, and bootlegs of many of the other great and comparable shows. So you can hear exactly what Jason said to Lex in that one episode of Inconceivable before it got spoiler-horned. You'll get other bonus audio, too, including members-only episodes for a bunch of our shows, and commentary tracks from movies we're obsessed with. 
But wait, there's more. You also get access to our incomparable members Slack community. That's basically a big chat room filled with other weirdos who enjoy listening to the incomparable network. And our hosts drop in from time to time, too. Now how much would you pay? Doesn't matter, it's still only five bucks a month. Or an annual equivalent, if that's how you roll. If you want to spend a little more, you'll also receive a mysterious token of our appreciation or two in the mail. Plus, we'll all think you're really neat. Here's how it's done. Just go to theincomparable.com slash members and fill out a form. You get to choose exactly which shows will receive your support. So if you want to back the main show, but you don't think you should encourage those knuckleheads over on the Game Show podcast, it's cool, you can do that. Or spread the wealth around. Do what you want. I don't know what you're into. A small amount of that money will go to the network to pay for bandwidth and stuff like that. The rest goes directly to the hosts of the shows you select to help cover some of the costs of bringing you all this great content. Like all the hours I spend typing stupid crap into Google hoping to generate a funny response. In vain. Oh, and then you get all those great extras. How sweet is that? So there you go. Uh, again, that's theincomparable.com slash members. Hope to see you in the Slack and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. With me, Steve Lutz. Okay, bye. All right, all of the definitions are in for the round five word, which was kafar. I will read them now. Kafar. Traditional Romanian garb. The residue left in a glass after drinking the wine. Russian sparkling water. A ridiculous-sounding claim that is, in fact, true. Severe depression or apathy. The practice of shaving your eyebrows and having them tattooed back on. (laughs) Or a rope used to scale city walls. Those are your options for the word kafar, and the first to get to decide is Anjay. Oh, um, like the Russian Russian sparkling water. Was that yeah, the, yeah. one of them? That was or one of them. That I I would have heard about. Like my girlfriend studied Russian, and so I would have heard that word before. <laughs> Words for sparkling water are high on the list of vocabulary terms. <laughs> no, it's just, I don't, yeah, well, I'm closer to Russia than any of you guys. So, you know, I, I kind of feel like maybe I should, you know. The last one was a rope to scale city walls. Yes. I'm going with that. All right. Because we had you know, bats in chimneys and this kind of goes along with that somehow. So, yeah, okay. Rope right. to scale city walls, yeah. Works for me, uh, James. Hmm. I, I I do kind of like the rope as well. It, it sounds uh, a practical thing. Um, Put down your dating profile. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you're Cup just trying to my city walls. <laughs> you're just trying to derail my train of thought as I'm having. I tried doing that, but I could not find what I was looking for. <laughs> Come derail my train of thought. <laughs> Shoot you. <laughs> uh, what is going on? Hey, you signed up for this show. Uh, I got yeah, it. Well, I, um, I, in that case, I think you're going to have to picture me in the Romanian garb. Mm, rather not. All right. I've done it. It was, it was great. Uh, Liz. 
Um, well, on the basis of the other word that sounded a lot like it having something to do with face, I'm going to go for the eyebrow one. Okie dokie. Let's move on to Brian. Well, I'd say that my favorite is the uh, tattoo in your eyebrows. All right. Liz and Brian for eyebrows. Monty. I agree with Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> eyebrows it is. I was going I for Elvis, but thank you very much. It's the I say that kind of pushes you. Yeah, also <laughs> Mr. Red maybe a little bit. <laughs> I'm Go Elvis and I can say things. So did Elvis do the voice of the horse? Maybe. <laughs> kind of her. Wilbur. Wilbur. And uh, that leaves Jason. Um... I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little bit of spreading around here because I'm suspicious yeah, of anything boy. that was picked by three people, and go with the uh, an answer given almost certainly to get Liz's choice: the residue left in a glass after wine. Or Liz okay. is looking at an empty glass of wine right now. But still, <laughs> I choose that. I one. am looking at an empty glass of wine. I can confirm that. Yes. Okay, well, all the guesses are in, so uh, let's see what happened there. Let's start with the one everybody piled on. That would be Liz, Brian, and Monty. They all thought that kafar was the practice of shaving your eyebrows and having them tattooed back on. That's three points to James. Thank (gasps) you. Whoa! My goodness. James, who is currently wearing his traditional Romanian garb that was loaned to him by Ange. Oh, dear. Uh, speaking of Anjay, he thought that Kafar might be a rope used to scale city walls. Nope, that rope was weaved by Liz. Oh. You're thinking of the Liz. sequel, The Return of Kafar. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Straight to VHS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that joke should have gone straight to VHS, yep, too. I agree. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jason, Jason thought that Kafar, well, first of all, he was cons- he was certain that it was a fake answer, yeah. and so he chose to choose that answer. I'm not sure how that works. Um, I wasn't certain. It, I needed to pick one, and I liked that one the best of the four that hadn't been yeah. picked. Well, you were right about one thing. That was a fake answer. That was Monty's. Oh. And job, it was Monty. definitely written, hoping that Liz would decide, well, this <laughs> time I'll take the <laughs> answer. Fractional point for me. <laughs> All right. You were right about two things. That means, however, that nobody oh. correctly guessed... Mm. No. The definition for the word kafar, which is severe depression uh, or apathy. I hope you're not too sad about getting that one wrong, everybody. I don't I want to put you in a kafar. Wow. Well, thanks, listener Eric. Good job, buddy. <laughs> All right. So after round five, I'm on the board. That's exciting. But Brian still leads with 10 points. Uh, coming up close on him with eight points is James. He's in second. Monty's in third with seven. Liz and Jason are tied for fourth with six points each. I have five. I'm in sixth now. Whoopee! And unfortunately, <laughs> that leaves Anjay back in seventh with three points. He is <sighs> slow crawling his way forward. But uh, maybe this round, round six, is the one where he makes his move. <laughs> and it's a good time to make a move because round six is the crazy round. The what? crazy round! Oh, it's the crazy round where anything the can happen. The crazy round, Wilbur. Wizard Annie. And the word for this craziest of rounds, round six, is... A Crean. A Crean. That is spelled 
A C R A E I N. Acrean. Please send me your definitions for the word Acrean. Now. Why is this the crazy ride? I was going to ask the same thing. <laughs> it's because anything can happen, Liz and James. Anything can happen. I'm it's, unconvinced about the relative craziness. It's because it's round six. Okay, is this an American thing? Ni- neither crazy, round, or six are specifically <laughs> American concepts, so I'm going to say no. Are you sure we didn't invent six? Mm. <laughs> I guess it's in the Patrick prisoner. McGowan invented six. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all of the definitions are in for the word Acrean. Uh, I will read them now. Acrean. A solution made of lead injected as a folk remedy to cure headaches. Of or pertaining to nothingness. A magician's assistant who has not yet been accepted into the magic circle. A style of Sanskrit writing. The process by which seaweed attaches itself to rocks. A foul-tasting juice secreted by butterflies as a defense mechanism. Or a very light shade of blue. All right, those are all of your options. And the lucky first guesser in round six is James. Well, I think it's not fair having color questions um, to the colorblind people, but. <laughs> Are you ready to be colorblind? I, uh, yes, yes, I oh, am. Um, so you can see the blue just fine. Tough it out, I, James. You know, the butterfly juice is just a bit too close to the bird you're on for my tastes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tastes foul, apparently. Yeah, it leaves a terrible <laughs> residue in the glass as well. Try mixing in uh, a little sugar. <laughs> um... <laughs> Where do the butterflies secrete their juice? Helps the Acrean go down. (laughs) And you'll want to stir it with a pizzle. (laughs) I am going to go for the blue. Because I like blue. blue. All right. All righty then, Liz. Um, Okay, I'm not entirely sure. It does. Acrean sounds Greek to me. And... I think, oh, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's, oh no, I, okay, I think it's butterfly one. I think, because I think part of that is the name of a butterfly thing, except I can't remember what it is, or an animal, at least an animal thing, probably. I assume it's a butterfly now, because that's the only animal mentioned, wasn't it? Uh, yes, unless you count We're going for the butterfly thing then. We're going for the butterfly thing. Then. Let's go for the butterfly thing. All right, this for the butterfly thing. Ryan. I'm torn between nothingness and seaweed, uh, which are my two <laughs> favorite ways to spend a Saturday. Torn between uh, nothingness hmm. and seaweed, the Brian Hamilton story. 
Hmm. Also, Korean. straight to video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn between the nothingness and the seaweed. <laughs> and I cried and I cried and I cried. <laughs> uh, hmm. I'm going with the seaweed. Going with, Go the seaweed. with the seaweed, Brian. Go with it. Go with it. It's my Go new with seaweed, Monty. This sounds to me like a purposely nonsensical word that's just supposed to sound fancy, which I think is exactly the sort of word that the magic circle would use for a not yet approved assistant. So that's what I'm going for. All right. Okay, now I'm slightly upset because that sounds like exactly the opposite of what I said, so I'm now going to be very upset if that's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Greek. Okay, next up is Jason. Oh, um... I... Are you feeling nothing? I got, no- I got nothing, Steve, so I'm, gonna, I'm going mm-hmm. to uh, say nothingness. Are you? Yep. Oh, okay. You can't tell if my answer is there, but it is there. It's just nothingness. I see it. Well, I saw it, and then it uh, disappeared into nothingness. And that leaves Anjay. Deem seaweed. Seaweed for Anjay. Okay. Oh, we're definition buddies again. Oh, no. Yes, you are. Good job. Let's see how badly it ends this time. (laughs) Why don't we start with that one then? Brian and Anjay both thought that... A Korean was the process by which seaweed attaches itself to rocks. Boy, you really love those Liz answers, Anjay. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's like the third one. Hi, Liz. <laughs> third in a row. Third in a row. Hi. I, I understand how Slovenia works. <laughs> James thought that a Korean might be a very light shade of blue. Nope, that was Anjay's answer. So, thank uh, you, sir. Yeah, and James, I'm also colorblind, so. Hi. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Monty thought that an Akrian might be a magician's assistant who has not yet been accepted into the magic circle, which made me laugh for some reason. Because <laughs> it's a great answer. <laughs> but I held it together during the reading, I'll have you know. Um, and that was James's answer, so glad I didn't spoil it for you, James. One point. Thank three. you very much. You earned it. Worth it. Jason went with nothingness, yep. specifically of or pertaining to nothingness, uh, and he got nothing for that, but Monty got a point. Great. <laughs> and that leaves Liz, who heard some Greek in a Korean and thought that maybe it was a butterfly thing, specifically a foul-tasting juice secreted by butterflies as a defense mechanism. But she was absolutely right. Ah! Two points to Liz. <laughs> oh, wow. <clears throat> Okay. Power move from Liz that round. Good work. That Greek education is coming in hand. Yeah, the ending yeah. in I-N does suggest that it's a something coming out of a, an animal, doesn't it? Or in, an, in a it? body. Yeah. I would think that would be a Cree out. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, the <laughs> scores at the end of round Rejected. six. <laughs> uh, wow, we, we're back to a two-way tie for first. Now it's ten apiece. Liz and Brian. Wow. In third wow. place with nine points. Oh, you guys. Wow. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> oh, wow. I'm in the in, Royal Tenenbaums. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. In third place with nine points is James. 
Uh, in fourth with eight is Monty. Jason has six. He's in fifth place. Uh, I've got five. I'm in sixth. Andre inches forward a little bit more. He's got four points. He's almost caught up. He's still in seventh for the moment, though. Oh. So that's uh, that's round six, round six for you. Pretty crazy. <laughs> so let's move on to round seven. Uh, let's do something besides words this time. Let's do a round of what I call I Drank What? <laughs> uh, speaking of foul-tasting juice, which we just were, uh, I don't drink hard liquor very often, so when I do, I try to make it at least something interesting. Uh, problem is, I seem to have misplaced the recipe for this drink I want to make, and for some reason, it's not in my Mr. Boston guide, so uh, I'm enlisting your help. I'm going to give you guys the name of this drink I want to make, and uh, I want you to tell me what ingredients go in it. I don't need measurements. I'll just eyeball those. I just need the ingredients. And I think the drink I'm craving right at the moment is something called the Sour Toe Cocktail. Sour Toe, T-O-E, Cocktail. Won't you please send me that ingredients list for the Sour Toe Cocktail? Now. Because I'm really thirsty, man. (laughs) And a Sour Toe Cocktail would hit the spot, baby. Mm-mm-mm, those sour toe cocktails. If we could please come up with a uh, <clears throat> style guide for uh, what you're looking for in terms of, like, should we put two ounces of this or a splash of this or just no, list ingredients. Just ingredients? What are you looking for, Steve? No just measurements. Ingredients. Just ingredients. All righty, then. All of the recipes are in for the sour toe cocktail. I'm going to read them out to you now, and uh, you can decide for yourself which one sounds right. The Sour Toe Cocktail. Lemon juice, rum, soda water, and a mushroom. Yukon Jack whiskey and a dehydrated human toe. (laughs) Please let that be true. So you don't like bulls being used, but human parts is fine. It's dehydrated. I see where you stand, it's Liz. Funny. <laughs> mm. Tequila, triple sec, cherry juice, salt, lemon, and a pig trotter. Speaking of animal parts, pure gin and a slice of lemon. Gin, lime, brown sugar. And sparkling water. Bourbon, water, lemon juice, and a peanut. (laughs) Or triple sec, vermouth, and gin. Some of those sound pretty good. Some of them sound not so good. But one of those is the Sour Toe Cocktail. And uh, first to get to decide which one it is, is Liz Miles. Okay, well, even though I don't understand how you could possibly ever serve it because I'm fairly sure it's illegal to eat people, I still feel that I have to, on principle, go for dehydrated human toe one. All right. I like your principles. Imagine if that was your favorite drink. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can get 10 of them fairly easily, but after that. (laughs) It seems like the next morning would be awfully difficult, though. Brian. 
I want there to be a solid in the drink, given the nature of the name and the toe, which I think is interesting. I want to go with this mushroom one. All right. Mushroom. I'm not going with a toe because that's bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, but cool. It's dehydrated. (laughs) How does it stay dehydrated, though? Advertising slogan. It's dehydrated, says the smiles. (laughs) (laughs) And also a toe, but let's just just move past that. Uh, Monty. Um, I agree with uh, my honorable colleague, Mr. Hamilton, that I want a solid in there. But I would like the drink to be something we can make with what's at a bar. So I'm going to go with the one that has a peanut thrown in. Sounds good. You drink it, then you eat the peanut, and then you say, good Lord, why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jason. Uh, Monty's reasoning is uh, is great, and if this was something that was served at a normal bar, I think that that I would have gone with it. But I'm I think this is a wacky novelty drink that requires you to visit your butcher and get a pig trotter. All right. Okay then, Anjay. Dehydrated toe. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, now, is that your answer, or are you just saying dehydrated toe? Thought, both. Okay. <laughs> Both. It's my Correct. answer, and I just wanted to say that because I've never said those two words in my life. So. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, and James. I, I think the pig trotter is the most likely because I don't think you can serve human toes. And I think putting mushrooms in cocktails is almost, if not more vile than putting human toes <laughs> in it. <laughs> so I'm going to also go with the pig trotter. All right. <clears throat> Joining Jason on the pig trotter. Excellent. All right. Well, all the guesses are in. Uh, let's start with Brian Hamilton, who thought that a sour toe cocktail might consist of lemon juice, rum, soda water, and a mushroom. Gross. Uh, and he was wrong. That was Jason's answer. <laughs> I was going for no. a, foot, a foot fungus kind of vibe. Yeah. Fair <laughs> no, it made sense. <laughs> It made sense. Uh, oh, Jason and James both thought that a sour toe cocktail might be tequila, triple sec, cherry juice, salt, lemon, <laughs> and a pig trotter. A things. And also gross. And it was Liz's answer. Oh, pig trotters are huge. <laughs> well, it's I don't know, essence of pig trotter. I don't know. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's served in one of those it's big tumblers. It's a tumblers. big glass. Uh, Monty thought that the sour toe cocktail might be bourbon, water, lemon juice, and a peanut. Nope, that was Brian's answer. Uh, Brian, that's brilliant. Uh, come that on. That leaves, uh, oh, Liz and Anjay, who thought ridiculously that Yukon oh, Jack no. whiskey and a dehydrated human toe might make up a sour toe cocktail. Come on. Yes. yes. That's a sour come toe on. cocktail. Yes! Freaking. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. A specialty oh, that's so of great. a specialty oh, so of the great. downtown hotel in Dawson City, Yukon, Canada, since 1973. Oh, is this awesome. a real drink or like in a Robert Service poem? It is a legitimate drink. You have to go to the uh, downtown hotel to drink it, and then you can this join the Sour so Toe Cocktail Club. You do not actually have... drink the toe, but it is required that your lips have got to touch the toe. You can drink it fast, you can drink it slow, but your lips have got to <laughs> do, touch the toe. Do How they, do they use, get the toe? Do they take the toe out and use it for the next drink, or Indeed do you get a fresh do. toe each time? Yeah, no, it's that same old toe. Toss it back in the dehydrator. 
That's right. They dehydrated again and uh, reused the thing. I think they've gone through five or six toes since 1973. (laughs) (laughs) A variety of people, amputees, miners that lost a toe in a mining accident, and so forth. Uh, Yes, the reason they've gone through five or six is that people have swiped them over the years or, quote-unquote, accidentally swallowed the toe. (laughs) Oh, come on. You think that was their plan? Uh, One gentleman (laughs) deliberately swallowed the toe, and the other one claimed it was an accident. Okay. After after the gentleman (laughs) deliberately swallowed the toe, the fine for swallowing the toe was raised from $500 to $2,500. Oh, my God. I just Googled it. (laughs) Oh, so educational. That's the sound of education right there. Indeed. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, For nobody was more fun than for Liz, who is now well out in the lead with 14 points. Nice. Um, Brian is fairly close behind with 11 points in second place. In third with nine points is James. Monty's in fourth with eight. Jason's in fifth with seven. Anjay has pulled ahead of your host. He now has six points. I've got five. I'm in last. It's all right. I'll get over. So let's move on to round eight. And round eight, well, would you look at that? It's another listener round. The listeners really came through this game. Uh, Is this Okafort? Um, no, it's just that, fart. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> this word came to us from listener Chris. Uh, listener, oh, Chris listener Chris provided. Listener Chris provided this lovely word: farting bag. <laughs> oh come on! You are listener. kidding. Farting bag. That's F A R D I N G. <laughs> B-A-G. And if you're thinking your assessment of the listeners of this show was correct, then I'm right there with you. Oh, no, that is in the Hamlet soliloquy. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I compare Neither the a farting, to a farting bag, bag nor a bodkin be? So, please send me your farting bags, now, uh, your definitions for the word farting bag. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I will say there are alternate spellings. There is an alternate spelling. It can either be one word or farting dash bag. Well, good. Not sure that changes your calculus any, but now you know. And we've added to our educational content. Oh, joy. All right. All the definitions are in for the word farting bag. And um, these are pretty great. But I am disappointed. We have two Scots on the show and no one comes up with a bagpipe answer? Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm very sorry. Can I change mine? Nope. It's too late. <laughs> Damn it. All the definitions are in for the word farting bag. <laughs> <laughs> so I will now read the definitions that you provided for the word farting bag. Here they come. Farting bag. <laughs> Exhaustion caused by excessive hiccuping. The upper stomach of a cow. (laughs) I like that one. A slur for a man who wears makeup. The collection of stone beads contained inside some soft toys to give them weight. An undergarment worn as a layer underneath a formal dress. A coin purse. 
or a makeup suitcase. Those are your available options for farting bag. Brian, what's a farting bag? You tell me. Actually, please tell me. <clears throat> That's not how the show works, Brian. You're supposed <laughs> to tell me. Then I'll tell you later. Can we, like, reverse those real quick? Nope. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Set in stone. The spreadsheet won't allow those kind of deviations from the protocol. Uh, the <laughs> the other part of this is that I That's can't... That's right, I won't! <laughs> the other part of this is that I can't choose to be definition buddies with anyone right now because no one else has gone. So mm. I'm um, here. I go again on my own. Uh, it's lonely mm. in the vanguard. <laughs> I'm going down the only road I've ever known, which is the cow tummy. The cow. <laughs> That's a weird road, but okay. Like a drifter, I was born to walk a cow tummy. <laughs> And I made up my mind. I love that song. Yeah, I'm liking it less. Monty. (laughs) (laughs) What was the first answer again? Exhaustion caused by excessive hiccuping. Well, I rejected that one when you first said it, but then I didn't like any of the other answers, so I'm going back up to the top. Exhaustion caused by excessive hiccuping it is. All right. Uh, Jason. Uh, I'm probably wrong because I got all my points early and then have ceased to be a good player. Um, but I'm going to go with the only one that really makes sense to me, which is a collection of beads inside soft toys to give them weight. Okay. <clears throat> Fair enough. And Jay. Uh, yeah. Okay. None of those made sense to me. <laughs> like, I'm so lost. Oh, <laughs> Just so lot no, because you're usually there's one where you're kind of like ah oh, that kind of you know you kind of make yourself believe stuff, but this is just yeah I'm gonna go with the 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 toys with the way that sounded sort of scientificy almost yeah, so okay. sure oh wow collection of stone beads contained inside some soft toys to give them weight James um hmm I like the stone beads. But <laughs> again with the dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me weight. Uh, <laughs> Gravitas. I think the coin purse. All right then. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was, but it's Liz's turn. Could I hear the ones that haven't been chosen yet already? Please. Yes, the ones that Thank have you. not been chosen are a slur for a man who wears makeup, mm-hmm. an undergarment worn as a layer underneath a formal dress, or a makeup suitcase. Hmm. I'm suspicious of the makeup ones because because we've all, oh I'm very tired. Damn it! I forgot how to make sentences. I'm so sorry because we already had the hard thing meaning that and also James tricked us into thinking it was well tricked me and someone else <sighs> that James he's <laughs> devious I know um, I and will I don't, not be hiring oh, him to sweep my chimney ever again <laughs> yeah and obviously I don't feel that our store, uh, scorekeeper host should have any more points because they've already got far too many so I feel obligated to choose one of these 
Um, so the only one I can choose and not be like horrified at myself for choosing is the undergarment. All right. Choosing the undergarment. Yes. All I'll right then. That. All right. Well done. Well, then, um, hmm, what do we start with? Let's start with Monty, who thought that farting bag, reluctantly thought that farting bag might be exhaustion caused by excessive hiccuping because the other answers disappointed him even more than this one. Uh, Liz wrote this answer, so. Oh, no. Least disappointing. <laughs> yeah. That's well my done. middle name. Yeah. <laughs> Brian thought that a farting bag might be the upper stomach of a cow. That was the correct definition oh. for the word farting yeah. bag. Oh! That's the one so I two like. points to Brian. Wow. Moo. That's the amount Jason of farting in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fartage. Wow. Apparently, uh, people who came up with words were really literal yeah, I just thought that was someone farting bag. Yeah. Well, that's not that. the farting bag, though. That's the upper stomach. That's more like the barfing bag because they yeah. swallow and they cough it back up for cud. I thought I don't it know was how cows because their cows are causing all the CO two emissions, and that was a hilarious punny thing they did. Mm. And now it's true. It's true. That's really annoying. Mm. Stranger than yeah. fiction. Jason and really? Andre thought that a farting bag might be the collection of stone beads contained inside some soft toys to give them weight. Like the kind of weight that James Thompson has. Mm. Mm. And that was indeed James's answer. Thank you. Really Thank you. Weird way to say it. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> <laughs> Just came out that way. Weird. Uh, Liz thought that a farting bag might be an undergarment worn as a layer underneath a formal dress. Actually, that was Jason's answer, so Dang. point to Jason for that. And that leaves James, who thought that a farting bag might be a coin purse. That actually was Monty's answer. I was hoping people would think of the word farthing bag. Ah. Yeah, that, that's why uh, I didn't choose that one. Yeah. So, after that round... Liz, still in the lead. She now has 15 Woo! points. She inched forward just a bit. Uh, Brian is still hot on her heels with 13 points. He's in second. James is in third with 11. Monty's got nine. He's in fourth. Jason has eight. He's in fifth. Andre still has six. He's in sixth. I still have five. I'm in the dead last. It's cool. I like it back here. No pressure. It's all good. All right. Let's move on to round nine. And the word for round nine is badling. 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 Like, like what beetles do with pizzles. Badling. Like a, you have a bad guy, and then there's a little version that's <laughs> yep. badling. Yes, it's it's like a ooh, the yeah. little version of a bad guy. I bad means one thing, and ling means a, a different thing. Badling. B a d l i n g. Badling. Please send me your definitions for the word badling now so at emerald city comic-con i bought a package of the black hole trading cards one of them has part 19 of 19 in the story summary the pull is excruciating the sight blinding as they pass into what the infinite fantasy and reality interpenetrate the vast and the small become as one in this nameless void where are they in the mind's eye you might call it the all-seeing eye of the eternal life cycle. The pattern of a limitless universe. The end, or should I say, the beginning. 
Note, this copy does not necessarily reflect the reverse side picture, which is some dope standing around plotting a star horse. <laughs> I would like to see what picture actually represents that sentence. Also, I can translate that for you. It's, we don't know what the hell happens at the end of the black hole. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> All right. All of the definitions are in. The word for round nine was battling. I will now read the definitions that you supplied and the real definition, and then you get to decide which is which. <clears throat> a small group of ducks. Oh. <laughs> I like that oh. one. <laughs> Leftover material when making a sword. A baby robin. Oh, I like that one too. A child's doll made of cotton. The name for a shepherd's crook used as a bat in early cricket games. The markings on the edge of a poker chip that indicate its value to counting machines. Or the heavy filler material used in punching bags. Wow, it's quite a batch of answers. And children's toys. So the first to get to decide which one is real is Monty. I'm going to take that punching bag one. Okay. The heavy filler material That's right. used in punching bags. <laughs> That's exactly the one. Excellent. Jason. Um, well, there are some good ones here. I'm going to go with... Uh, child's doll made of cotton. Okay. And Jay. What was the second to last one? The markings on the edge of a poker chip that indicate its value to counting machines. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I have no reasoning. <laughs> Good. You're in the right place. James. I like the punch bag filling one as well. That sounds plausible. The punch bag filling. All right. Liz. Mm, I really like the bird ones, but I don't think they're right because duckling is like the most obvious word you can think of associated with battling just by the sounds and then you get bird things. And... Monty sounded really confident. He does that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I know. It's it's just it was just straight off and so I'm I'm gonna go for that one, even though it, oh how many have not been Okay, it's fine, it's fine. Okay, I'll go for that one. The battling punchy right. things, punchies. Three for the punching bag. And Brian. Hey Anjay. We're going to be definition buddies with our fun <laughs> poker chip. Hey, Aunt Jay. <laughs> okay. Brian, I guess that means that you're taking the markings on the edge of a poker chip as well. Did you listen to what <laughs> I said? I did. I said, <laughs> we're going to be definition buddies. It was sort of terrifying, and I, I got scared and became confused. So that is what you want, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Well, why don't we start with that one then? Uh, Anjay and Brian are definition oh. buddies. They went with the markings on the edge of a poker chip that indicates its value to counting machines. And now you both are James Thompson's buddy as well. Because oh, that was his answer. 
Thank you. Oh, oh that was a good one, James, because that sounded Scotland. so weird. Man. So I liked weird. it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The content. I have I have no idea how they if they even count those chips like that, but it sounded good to me. You know, a terrible person, but that was a very great nice one. answer. Yeah. Uh, Jason thought that a badling was a child's doll made of cotton. That was made by Monty. So it's like cotton, Monty. like cotton batting kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Sure. And that leaves the three pack: Monty, James, and Liz. Nobody calls them that. Um, <laughs> they do now. Oh, now you're the three pack. Hey, I'm gonna go over here in perpetuity. Yes, the three pack. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There, there it is. is. There it is. Uh, the three pack as a group, decided that a badling might be the heavy filler material used in punching bags. Kind of like cotton batting. Yeah, you're all going to want to punch Jason now because that was his <laughs> oh! answer. Whoa. <laughs> okay, that was great. That means that none of you correctly oh, no. guessed the real definition for the word badling, which was a small group of ducks. Oh, oh, no. oh. oh wow. Oh, that just so- seems so easy, obvious. So every recap of DuckTales should be using this word and isn't? It, indeed, it should. <laughs> it should be in the song right after, woo. <laughs> All righty then. So that was round nine. After round nine, Liz is still in the lead with 15 points. Brian and James are all knotted up at second with 13 points. Jason has 11 and fourth. Monty and myself now have 10 points each. We're tied for fifth. Anjay has six points. That's pretty yeah. good. It's better than yeah. five, four, three, two, one, or zero. So nicely that, done. Yeah. <laughs> you should be there a motivational speaker. Better than. I, yes, I really <laughs> should. All right. Well, words are fun, huh? Eh. No. Yeah. I used to think so. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so let's move off of words and do something else. Numbers. This is a round I call 18. All Greek to Me. Um, this round is about regional idioms. I'm going to read you the literal translation of an idiom from a specific country. You just have to tell me what that idiom actually means. Uh, for example, we previously learned about the Lithuanian phrase pustpelites, which literally translates to to blow little ducks. But what it actually means is to talk nonsense or to lie. So today's idiom comes from Thailand. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this in Thai, but the literal translation goes a little like this. The hen sees the snake's feet, and the snake sees the hen's boobs. So, please send me the actual meaning of the hen sees the snake's feet, and the snake sees the hen's boobs. Now... So, Steve, to be clear, what you want is literally what this... Or you want what this actually means. I want the meaning, yes. I don't want the literal translation, which I've just read. Which you just read, right. <laughs> but it's not <laughs> supposed to come across as like a like a, a, a homespun thing. It's supposed to be actually what, it, what it's trying to say. Yeah. Like if I were to tell you don't have a cow, you would say, calm, don't, calm the hell don't down. Don't buy a cow. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> That's exactly yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't buy a snake instead of beef. Don't uh, buy your cow and eat it too. Okay, all of the translations are in for the Thai, the well-known Thai idiom. I'm sure I'm going to get people from Thailand writing in and saying, I have never heard that in my life, you moron. 
But I have it on good authority from the internet that they frequently use the phrase, the hen sees the snake's feet and the snake sees the hen's boobs. And uh, I've got a lot of answers here about what that actually means. So I'm going to read them now. Here we go. When a person overshares information, we all see things that aren't really there. Everybody sees problems from a different perspective. All men think about is sex. (laughs) (laughs) Boobs. That wasn't an answer. I just felt like saying boobs. (laughs) All right, moving along. Two people know each other's secrets. Everybody wants what they haven't got. Or, we are all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. So, those are your options. Good luck with that. And uh, the first person who needs that luck is Jason oh, Snow. No. Jason, oh, no. translate for me, would you? Oh, no. I'm very confused by this Thai phrase. I'm going to say everybody sees problems from a different perspective. All right. It's deep. Very deep. Anjay. Uh, the, the secrets one. Uh, two people know each other's secrets. Yes. Okay. James. Mm, I I think it's the problems from different perspectives as well. All right. Liz. Yeah. Oh, I I do want to say that different perspective one that sounds sort of that does that make sense it sort of makes sense okay that one all right well there's a new a new three pack has formed i know that just that's mm. the thing that makes me really not like picking it <laughs> <laughs> brian care to make it a four pack it's a uh, good group of buddies, Brian. Good group of buddies. Oh, <laughs> definition buddies. buddies. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to be normative, but the one I want to go with based on the snake imagery is all men think about sex. Fair enough. And that leaves Monty. I would like the secrets one, please. Two people know each other's secrets? Yes. Okay. Well, then, why don't we start with that one? Anjay and Monty both thought that the hen sees the snake's feet and the snake sees the hen's boobs might mean two people know each other's secrets. The tie will tell you that is correct. Oh, yay. Oh. I get um, So uh, I get wow. the snake's feet being a secret... But is it like the feathers, or I mean, is it a secret that chickens have? Bre- I, I okay. Well, the chickens they're, have breasts in that the muscles they do not have big mammary glands. Yeah, that's true. Because they're they don't have. I see. Because they're birds. Got it. Okay. All right, Thailand. I approve. <laughs> I like that we got to the bottom of that. Like, I'm not I, sure I get it. I don't. Still, li- but I don't Andrea love. I don't love the symmetry there. But yeah, okay. 
right, How would right. you drop that into regular conversation to illustrate a point? That's what confuses me the most. Take it up with Thailand, guys. I don't care. Brian thought that <laughs> the hen sees the snake's feet and the snake sees the hen's boobs meant all men think about is sex. Giggity. All Jason thinks about is that one point he That's got from right. Brian just now. I'm still thinking yeah. about that one point. Even now. Meanwhile, Jason, James, and Liz, the new three-pack, forget that old three-pack, they're old news, thought that it might mean everybody sees problems from a different perspective. Brian sees that from the perspective of a guy who just got three more points. Oh, my. Pulling him into the lead. Brian now, after round 10, is in first place with 16 points. Liz has slid into second with 15. James has 13. He's in third place. Tied for fourth with 12 points each. Monty and Jason, I'm in sixth with 10 points. Andre, man, you could get more than one point a turn. It's allowed. It's all right, dude. <laughs> He's still in seventh. Right. But uh, it's all right. It's just a game. It's just a game. So we move on to round 11. Yeah, this thing is still going, folks. And the word for <laughs> round 11 is... Goom. 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 Spelled G H O O M, goom. goom. Please send me your definitions for the word goom. Now, well, Europeans get quiet after midnight. <laughs> we can't talk and think at the same time at this. Hour. Don't get them wet. <laughs> And you got a whole house full of Europeans. Uh, <laughs> all right. All the answers are now in for the word goom. I like saying it like that. Goom. Uh, I will now read the definitions that you all provided me. And you monster. Uh, yeah. That's how it works. Goom. A miniature marrow. Fermented apple butter. The knot used to tie a submarine to dock. To hunt for big game alone at night. A Texan wide-brim hat. A purple food coloring made from the shell of sea snails from the seashore. (laughs) <laughs> from oh, the did, seashore did she sell you those <laughs> <laughs> this chick named Sally uh, offered them to me and I said sure uh, <laughs> what a bargain oh well and oh. yak butter yak butter got butter on the mind for a couple of you or maybe one of those is real who can say Two butters. I'll tell you what, though. Somebody has to guess which one is which, and that person is Andre Tomic. That was almost, yeah, that was pretty close. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. working on it. Yeah, you're doing fine. Uh, right. I'm going to go with the yak butter, just because I'm going with it. Go with the yak <laughs> butter. Yeah. Go with the yak butter. Come Marvelous. on, that, yeah, okay. All right, James. I think, um, you see, goom, like the G-H, it reminds me of ghee, which is mm. a buttery thing. It but is. maybe somebody has just thought that <laughs> and come up with butter. I doubt it. Look at this uh, crew. 
Yeah, I, I, I think it's one of the butters, and <laughs> I. So I they should fight it out. It's some sort of butter battle. <laughs> oh, a butter battle. Well, like a pizzle. <laughs> it's a battle. The thing is, I've never heard of apple butter, let alone fermented apple butter. So I think the yaks have it. The yaks have it. Very good. Well done, yaks. Congratulations. You have it. All right, Liz. Oh, I don't know. I'm really, I don't want to pick it now because that's like, that's like three people picking the same thing. Um, God, it might even form like a three pack. Oh, oh no. <sighs> we don't want to do that. Oh, they all sound really, uh, there's nothing that I really like well i don't know i like the hunting at night one i'll go for the hunting at night one that sounds fun i don't hunting think it's right night. but it's fun and it deserves a point hunting at night hunting at night is fun raves liz <laughs> wait that sounded that didn't sound right now you've repeated it back to me that sounds a bit dodgy oh no we're gonna change it it's not too no late. not the answer just just my reasoning sounded dodgy there. oh all right well, i like my answer i can't do anything about that brian you don't ferment butter. That's like a simple thing that happens. Uh, okay, I I was going to pick hunting alone at night, but then okay. Liz picked it, and, and you can't I, both be alone. Mm. She ruined it. That's right. She just totally ruined <laughs> Two it. Of I you wanted to be alone big game at, night. at night. It's not a goom. It's like a well. A the broom. answer very specifically says to hunt for big game alone at night. Nope. I like the hat. I don't like the food coloring. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Screw it. I'm going with hunting alone at night. All right. You go with that, sir. I, I'm hesitant to be definition buddies with uh, Liz, but we'll see where this goes. <gasps> Man. <laughs> How he it's will turned. be definition buddies with just about anybody, but for some reason he doesn't want to do it with Liz. What's that about? Believe me, it's not you, Liz. It's the fact that you are one point behind. <laughs> it's not you. It's me <laughs> and my position on the scoreboard. Well, Brian, actually, if you're definition buddies with her, it's much harder for her to pass you. That's true. Definition buddies. <laughs> oh, boy. It's too late. Too late. That's right. Uh, oh, you've sorry. ruined it. You've both ruined it. Game over. I'm just going to let's. Oh, no. Let's move on to Monty, actually. <laughs> um, well, since the top two people both said hunting at night. Yes. I'm guessing it couldn't have been either of their answers. Hmm. Uh-oh. Interesting. And. I mean, also, it sounds right to me, but never mind that. I want to be part of a three-pack again. I'm also <laughs> saying hunting at night. Oh, boy. The old three-pack's back together. Someday I'll be part of a text chain. <laughs> 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 All right, Jason, you're last up here. Uh, well, well, listen, Steve. Uh, uh, say, oh, I no, no. I brim hat, but I'm going to oh, pick the fermented God. apple butter, actually. That's the uh, one I'm going to pick. Fermented apple butter? But that sounds delicious. It is. You just put it on your uh, your your bread, your meats, whatever. You know what? I would love some of that delicious fermented apple butter. And you know who else might love it? Monty Ashley, because that was his answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tip my white brim <sighs> hat to him. Uh, I thought we were going to escape without the prospectors this round, but you Did can't you? escape the prospectors. You just can't. Uh, let's move on to uh, Anjay and um, James. Both of whom thought that goom might be yak butter. Boy, there's a lot of butter going around. Yeah, it's because of ghee. That's yeah. uh, yeah. clarified butter. Goom, ghee, what you got? Um, in this case, yak butter 
was Jason's answer. Yeah, that makes Monty and me butter buddies. Woo! <laughs> I went butter buddies so battle. Uh, well, <laughs> I think we'll just move on to the three pack, the good old three pack, Liz, three Brian, pack. and Monty, who may very well have given me five points here. Oh, because only three answers were chosen amongst these many, many good answers. But the one that they oh, chose was stop teasing to hunt for big game alone or with a three pack at night. If they're right. Oh, my God. Somebody's going to win this game. And they are right. Oh, Ooh. wow. Goom is to hunt for big game alone at night. You know what that means, Brian Hamilton? Oh! You just pulled into the winner's circle all by yourself. I've been playing this game since 2015. (laughs) (laughs) You mean this specific uh, session? This episode. Yes! Stay on Skype between sessions and send Steve Devinish. You can finally quit the Skype client if you can figure out how to do it. They need us on Skype for me. (laughs) I'd like to thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. What a game, huh? Good job, Brian Hamilton. Congratulations. I'm glad you finally pulled it out. Nicely done. Brian wins with exactly 18 points. He stuck the landing perfectly. Man, Liz, I thought you were going to do it. You had 17 points. You're only one away. Oh, wow. I was just not convincing enough in my thingies or didn't know words or i blame the hour frankly i think i should get like three points for the lateness of the hour because it's half past 12 in your defense this is only the third time you've played this game and yes uh, yes also that brian has played this game more times than there are numbers for so (laughs) (laughs) i kid my good friend brian who just won this game uh in third place with 15 points was Monty Ashley huh. in fourth with 14 points. A strong showing from Jason. Yep. He's making he's making his move for the win. <laughs> yeah, I'm making my move. <laughs> he's making his move. Just a, a win in like late. six months. Yep. Strong showing for the first time player, James Thompson. He got 13 points. He ended up in fifth. That is not at all a non-respectable score. That's actually pretty solid. So good job, sir. I'm, I'm happy with that for a first yep. time. I ended up with 10 points. Andrzej Tomic. How did you? Uh, yeah, I'm getting worse. It's a good thing this show's almost over. Yeah. He ended up with eight <laughs> points. He ended up in seventh place. But you know what? Eight is not bad for somebody who insists on only getting one point per round. <laughs> Which is, yeah, that was the plan all along. That means you scored in eight of these, uh, what is it, 11 rounds. So that's not a bad average. Good job, sir. And so the time has come to put another episode of Low Definition to bed. I'd like to thank my players. Thank you, Liz Miles, Brian Hamilton, Monty Ashley, Jason Snell, Andrzej Tomic, and... Good one. Oh, thank you, sir. And um, James Thompson. I had Dan Morin written down. He's not here. (laughs) I'm fake, Thanks, Dan Dan Morin. Dear listeners, if you should feel inclined to get in touch with us, you can do so by twittering us at LowDefGS. The GS stands for Gutter Snipe. You can also send interesting words, ideas for rounds, declarations of undying love, or what have you to LowDefGS at gmail.com. Just be sure you put FARD in the subject line. FARD. Indeed. (laughs) 
I don't see fart in the subject line, it goes straight in the junk folder. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Steve Lutz saying, I'm going to the bathroom to read. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 